Welcome back to the Hollow Sky Podcast. We are your hosts. I'm Steven. And Kyle. Happy Monday, everyone. You've made it to another one. Congratulations. We're here to cheer you on from the sidelines. I uh, hope everybody's had a good weekend. Everybody's safe, still being weird. Kyle's going to bring us an episode of Internet Strangeness, which I'm stoked about. But before we do that, we got to get through all the business. So check us out at all our social medias, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, Twitter, TikTok, Reddit, uh, Discord. Join the Discord. Come and hang out with us all over there. Just search up Hollow Sky Podcast and you will definitely find us. If you have a paranormal experience you'd like to share with the show for a future episode, Kyle's got some details. You can text or call the Holophone, which is going to be 1618-556-0837. You can also write your story out and shoot it to the email, or you can use your recording app on your smart device, record your story, and send it to the email, which is going to be hollowskypodcast at gmail.com. We also have a separate email for possible interviews if you would like to be interviewed, which is going to be hollowskyinterviews at gmail.com. So one way or the other, get a hold of us by any means, and we'll go from there. That we will. Also remember to check us out on Wednesdays at 8 p.m. Central for The Night Shift. That's our live call-in radio show. Uh, come over, check it out, listen to some weird stories with us, be part of the uh, camaraderie that is the comment section of that masterpiece. It is, it, it is awesome. It is a good time. I enjoy it quite a bit. Yeah, but then also something I meant to talk to you about tonight actually is maybe start reaching out to a content creator here and there and having them come on the night shift with us run special episodes once in a while. Yep. We could get, we could get more people in there. We got a few hookups. That's in, if that stuff people are interested in, would like some more, uh, some more talking heads in the box, let us know. Yeah. Cause there are people that jump in, give their, give their opinions on all the weirdness that starts flowing through the night shift. Yeah. I bet a lot of people would probably be, blindsided by a lot of it yeah it's it's wild i love it i love it but if there you'd want to support the show there's a bunch of ways you can do it we got a patreon go over there check that out you know how that works at this point we have a venmo you can throw some monster change in there for our, all of our vices and addictions uh the best thing you could do is share the show word of mouth tell anybody that likes weird shit anyone that listens to podcasts anybody that doesn't listen to podcasts but might you know how it works. Just keep keep Hollow Sky in the in the forefront of everybody's minds. That's how a cult works, you know. We need to turn Hollow Sky into a egregore, into a tulpa, and just let it just become a mimetic virus and run rampant throughout all of the internet. Hollow Sky is just self aware. I wish. <laughs> um, we you can also go and leave us a five star rating and review wherever you listen to podcasts. If I find it, I will gladly shout you out. Today's five-star rating and review is brought to us by our friend, Canuck David in Oregon. Best paranormal podcast, five stars. David says, 
if you haven't listened yet and you're into the paranormal and oddities, then listen to this podcast. Subscribe and binge. If you don't, you'll wake up at Skinwalker Ranch, unable to move, with a huge wolf standing over you, looking at you like lunch while a thunderbird circles above waiting for the scraps. Not to mention the mimic in the background who's using your ex's voice to troll you, saying you should have subscribed. This all could have been avoided if you just subscribed. They are the best. That's awesome. <laughs> these that are, is awesome. These are becoming bangers. I oh, love it. It is wonderful. I absolutely love it. <laughs> Thank you, Canuck David in Oregon, for taking taking the time to leave this wonderful five-star rating and review. It helps us out so much, kind of pushes us up through all of the other podcasts and helps us get noticed whenever people are looking for weird shit. So we definitely appreciate it. On to our listener experience of the day, which comes with a photo. I need to email back to see if we have permission to share the photo. Because it is fucking creepy. It is really creepy. But we'll get to that, hopefully. But on to the encounter. This was sent to us from our friend Amber. It's titled, My Hat Man Story Led to My Husband's Passing. Amber says, Hey Kyle and Steve, I'm Amber from Byron Bay, Australia. I've been listening for about a year now after discovering you on Spotify and thought to share my personal experience after have, having listened to your Hatman episode. He's been following me around for about 24 years now. I have a ridiculous photo of him from October of 99. So this Hatman was first experienced in my aunt's home on the Gold Coast in Queensland, Australia, way back in July of 99. My mom and I had just moved states for her job, so we resided with my aunt, uncle, and cousin until we found a house. I was 14 years old. Here's where it all began. I was homesick from school. New school jitters and cross-country carnival was on, so screw going to school. So I just took the day off while the adults were at work, and my younger cousin went on to school. It was just me by myself and my aunt's dog, an American Staffy and Ridgeback combo named uh, Boutros. Named after the UN leader, Boutros uh, Gali. Yeah, my aunt and uncle were and are still local trippers. Haha. So Boutros and I were chilling on the couch and I was watching TV. Jerry Springer reruns. It was beautiful, sunny winter's day. I heard a massive bang in the kitchen. It sounded like a heavy book had been slammed under the tiles. The dog got up and started sniffing at the closed double French doors that led into the lounge room, led from the lounge room to the kitchen. Then he started growling. I was fucking convinced that there was an intruder in the house who'd broken in from the backyard. There was another door in the lounge room that led into the kitchen, which was also closed and can be seen next to the ass hat man in the picture I've attached. <laughs> My aunt had these heavy pewter candle holders on a side table, so I grabbed one thinking I could knock the intruder out. I called the dog over to the other door and was about to open it, letting the dog rip this intruder to shreds. Instead, I opened the door to an empty kitchen, with the dog sliding across the tiles and growling into thin air with his hackles raised. I got, the sh I got the shit out of there with the dog and waited two hours in the driveway until someone came home. Fast forward to October 99. My cousin was having her 11th birthday. The entire day, I remember being drained of energy as I felt as if I had static-like cloud around me all effing day. I remember it so vividly. Anyhow, my aunt was going around taking pics of everyone at the party, memories and shit. She snapped this photo of my cousin's best friend, Kelly, in the lounge room. She was shy and trying to move away from her in the picture, or in the picture being taken. P.S. 
Blondie in the photo isn't the ghost, lol. The pic was taken on a digital camera. Cameras in the 1990s is like, what, two to six uh, megapixels? So now we fast forward to January of 2003. My mom and I are no longer living in the house. We've moved from there in November of 1999. We were living with my stepdad. My stepdad was going through old photos on our TV through the DVD player. He came across the photos of my cousin's 11th birthday. Flicking through them, he goes back to one particular one and zooms in. That's the day we discovered we'd captured uh, a picture of this figment of my imagination, as my mom kept telling me. Finally, she believes me. In 2010, I moved in with my boyfriend, Matt, in a house in Brisbane, Queensland. He and I had a very tumultuous relationship in the beginning. No physical, or nothing physical, but he was very hot-headed. We lived in a two-story brand new house, and it was about 4 p.m. on a weekday, and my boyfriend was still at work. I just sat down and called a friend. As I'm on the phone, I hear a very loud bang on the stairs going up to the bedrooms. It was so loud that my friend on the phone heard it. As I stood up and turned my body toward the stairs to investigate, the same man from the photo from 11 years prior appeared on my stairs, staring his hollow eyes through me. I bolted straight out the front door and waited for my boyfriend to come home. The hat man has not crossed my mind for years. I had no explanation for him showing up. Now it's the morning in December of 2016. I'm living in another state, Melbourne, Victoria, with my same boyfriend. We'd both moved there for work. I'm heavily pregnant and walked into my garage to get into the car to go to work. Matt had already left for work about an hour before me. As I sat there in the car and waited for the garage door to open, in the top right corner of my garage, Hat Man is there looking at me again. This is six years after the incident in Brisbane. I have never reversed a car so fast in my life. Once I was at the end of my street, I had to pull over and calm down. In August of 2017, Matt and I were having the best time of our lives. We were so in love and happy. We had our first child in February, and we had just met Corey Taylor in Stone Sour, and we were two weeks out from being married. Then we received the news that Matt, at only 33 years old, has stage 3 bowel cancer. That was the day our lives changed forever. Matt passed away in October of 2021. Our son was only four years old. Here's where the Hatman connections come into play. In 99, when I had moved states from Victoria to Queensland, I'd left behind so many friends, one of them being my first childhood crush, Matt. I had my first experience with the hat man. Then when we connected in 2010, he was living in Queensland, and so was I. We decided to rekindle that childhood crush, and that's the year I saw the hat man on the stairs. In 2016, I see him again, and Matt is diagnosed with cancer nine months later. Since moving to Byron Bay in 2022 to be closer to my family after my husband's passing, I've had no feelings of dread in this current house, and I can now very easily talk about my experience with this entity, whereas before I couldn't for fear of him coming into my life again. Sorry for the novel, and if it comes across a little scatterbrain, all the best, Amber. Man, it kind of, uh, first off, that's, that's heavy. And uh, our condolences to uh, Matt and your family and your son. Um, second, it definitely leads credence to this entity being some sort of death harbinger. Yeah, I absolutely agree with that. It's uh, it's weird that it's tied to both of you so much. Like anytime you two, like you'd stated, anytime you two started to 
kind of become close again, this thing would show up until it, I don't know if it caused his death essentially, but it's almost like that's what it was there for. I don't know. That was, that's heavy. And the, the picture is creepy. Yeah. It's just as heavy as the story. I mean, the yeah. picture, us talking about it definitely doesn't do it any justice. I mean, that picture speaks for itself in my opinion. Yeah. And uh, I'm going to email you, Amber, see if we have permission to share the photo um, because it's, it's, it is weird. She talks about its lifeless eyes and it is definitely. Oh weird. yeah. Yeah. It's, it's terrifying. I, I couldn't imagine seeing it in my house. I mean, I technically can't imagine it, but uh, it would actually scare me a lot more knowing what I know from this story here. And the fact that they didn't realize was realize it was there until her dad went back through seeing it and then making the connection so much later is just <laughs> so creepy. Yeah, it's, it's, it's creepy. But uh, again, Amber, our condolences. And um, we appreciate that you took the time to submit this encounter. Uh, I'll shoot you an email. You'll have gotten it probably before this drops, hopefully. But uh, if Amber gives us permission, we'll share it on the socials. So... Uh, hopefully whatever this thing is, it leaves you the hell alone because it doesn't sound like it brings good news. I hope you and your son are uh, doing well. Yeah. So from there, we are diving into some internet weirdness that Kyle has dug up. I'm looking over at his laptop and hell yeah. It's a good story. It's a good story. Um, I mostly heard about it from you for the most part. Uh, this story, this episode, you know, as I'm sure the title is going to present for itself, but it's Cicada 3301. Uh, I'd heard about it some years ago back from Steve. Uh, internet mystery. Tons of theories around it. But we'll see where we fall at the end of this. So... On January 4th, 2012, a mysterious puzzle was posted online. The world would then begin trying to decipher it. This would be the first of three puzzles released. They focused on data security, cryptography, which is the practice and study of techniques for secure communication, and stenography which is hiding a message within another image or object. The puzzles also focused on internet anonymity. These puzzles would be called the most elaborate and mysterious puzzle of the internet age. Like I said, the theories would begin to fly rather quickly. And a lot of the theories fit a narrative of some type of recruiting tool for Agencies such as the NSA, CIA, MI6. Um, some people even attribute it to some type of Masonic conspiracy. A My personal favorite here, a cyber mercenary group. <laughs> yes, let's go. Or just even even just a bunch of, of hackers. How do I become a member of a cyber mercenary group? Right, like that's it's pretty intense. That's pretty intense. <laughs> it is. It is. Uh, 
So like I said, on January 4th, 2012, the first puzzle was posted. Apparently to, and it seems like the more I researched it, um, it, it landed on a couple different mess, uh, message boards, but the one in particular that I got was from, or it, it dropped on a 4chan paranormal board, which is rather interesting. And it starts off with, I mean, it's an image, but it says, within the image, it says, hello, we are looking for highly intelligent individuals. To find them, we have devised a test. There is a message hidden in this image. Find it, and it will lead you on the road to us. We look forward to meeting the few that will make it all the way through. Good luck, 3301. So people began, you know, breaking apart this image. And they found that when you dropped it into a text editor, which a string of readable text was found, it was a Caesar cipher. Once that was ripped apart, it took them to another image. This image was of a duck, and it said, whoops, just decoys this way. Looks like you can't guess how to get the, the message out. And ironically enough, for a lot of people, they thought that it actually was a decoy, that they took a wrong turn somewhere. However, some people put together, or they noticed two words, guess and out. And apparently there's a program called OutGuess. Using this program, they were able to pull more leads. This time it deciphered into a link. In the end, it sent them to a book named Mabagonian. With this book, another code the users found a phone number. When they called this number, the following pre-recorded message was played. Very good. You have done well. There are three prime numbers associated with the original file.jpg image. 3301 is just one of them. You will have to find the other two. Multiply all three of these numbers together and add a .com on the end to find the next step. Good luck. Goodbye. So the other prime numbers that were inside this image were the actual dimensions of the image itself, 509 and 503. So if you take 509 times 503 times 3301, you get 845-145-127.com. The, the website first revealed a countdown. When it finally reached zero, it refreshed to a page with coordinates. 14 different locations from five different countries. <laughs> I remember sitting back when this first dropped and watching people just dive into it on like Reddit. And it leads my mind two different ways. Like it's, it's almost awesome that you have people that can create such a massive, massive, game I guess realistically and then like because it's so deep everything everything leads to something else like no no rock was left unturned in putting this thing together but then you also have a community of people that can solve this super technically difficult puzzle right well for me as I'm as I'm reading this it also reminds me of our elusive friends oh yeah I was I was just going to 
Just let that simmer in the yeah. background. <laughs> oh, and it, it, there are more connections. There was so later many, on. so many people. That was the first, the first, their first thought when we were when we were dealing with that. Right. Um. So, anyways, back to these these coordinates. Uh, people were able to travel around and find these locations. Once they did, get this. Once they did, they found an image on a flyer. And it had a cicada on it with a QR code underneath it. Weird. Once the QR was scanned, it sent them chasing more clues. It led to a book, you know, which led to a website. Uh, this time, the, the group of code breakers got narrowed. Only the first few were apparently selected to continue on. Because once once this this collective group of people made it to this particular website... It was almost like the website had an entrance counter. And once it reached a certain number, then it just goes pop. The The website went down and it ended up saying, or all that was left on that webpage was, we want leaders, not followers. So after this, it seemed to go dark because the people that made it past this door apparently were all sent an email and it warned that, you know, not to share this information with anybody else. This is just for you. Uh, it seemed to be very isolating. They, you know, they wanted secrecy with it. Furthermore, the ones who were selected, they were asked to create new email addresses, which then, through this new email address... And following instructions, they were led to the dark web. According to some sources, from here, each part participant had their own unique puzzles to do. So now they're all 100% on their own. Because like Steve said, like on Reddit and 4chan and all these other message boards, there were groups of people, communities of people working together to solve these puzzles. Yeah, and that it's almost like that pissed them off. Yes, that they that, that this collective is working on it when they just wanted a singular person to try to figure it out. Right. <clears throat> um. Now, after this first round, another month, a image was posted, and it read, "Hello, we have now found the individuals we sought. Thus, our month-long journey ends. For now, thank you for your dedication and effort." If you were unable to complete the test or did not receive an email, do not despair. There will be more opportunities like this one. Thank you all, 3301. After this, people who had been chasing this mystery were instantly pissed, especially with the, the previous blackout of communication. People were just, so I think they were just mad because they started saying this is nothing more than a troll, this is all bullshit, et cetera, et cetera. Well, ironically enough, you start having the clout chasers show up. And so these these random people would start pretending to be 3301, posting images on, on message boards. Isn't that fucking aggravating? Right. Well, Cicada was actually clever enough that prior to releasing the puzzles and all this shit, they saw this coming. So they actually included a code known as a PGP signature 
along with every clue, which would allow people to authenticate the clues being given to them. So no one could mislead them. That's genius. Right. Um, now, Cicada Round 2. Another image was posted, and this time it was of a book, the Book of Common Law. From here, it led to a recording, a short sound clip called the Instar Emergence. This led to a cryptic Twitter handle. On this, a post was made. It contained a runic set of letters, and they, they look identical to Viking runes. And within this picture, you have these columns, and on the left side, it's the rune. In the middle, it is the letter, and then on the right, it is a numeric, numeric value. And... This message led to another list of coordinates. This time it included eight locations from four countries. After all this, it goes cold again. There was no farewell post or anything. It almost seemed like people figured it out. They passed the, the test and then they were selected and the door closed, but there was no goodbye. So people didn't have closure this time and they didn't know. So you still have people out there thinking... Is the game still on? Did it get solved and they, they finally selected everybody? What's going on here? Well, shortly after another images, another image finally surfaces and it says, Hello, Epiphany is upon you. Your pilgrimage has begun. Enlightenment awaits. Good luck, 3301. This ends up leading to another book called Self-Reliance, by Ralph Waldo Emerson. Another link was found buried within this. This time it led to another book called Liber Primus. Liber Primus means first book in Latin. Strangely enough, this book was actually written by Cicada itself. What? This book is full of nothing. All it is is full of these runes that came from the second puzzle. It's an entire book written in runes. I think there, there's 74 pages in this thing. And apparently only 19 of the 74 pages have been translated, according to some. You know, and this has been, these articles and this information is years old, so it's hard telling. Somebody out there could have deciphered all of the pages. But one page suggests to find a website on the dark web. That's uh, shady. Right. No pun intended. Right. Also pun intended. Another page revealed a website containing a recording called Interconnectedness. But it seems the last puzzle hasn't been solved. Um, after tons of news coverage, the group had copycats. It even had authorities claiming that this group had committed illegal activity and from there I guess because of all the attention all the the news coverage the group puts a, a final message out and it says hello the path lies empty epiphany seeks the devoted Liber primus is the way its words are there or its words are the map their meaning is the road and their numbers are the direction. Seek and you will be found. 
good luck. 3301. Beware also paths. Verify open PGP 7A35090F. Dude. <laughs> so I hate all the cryptic bullshit. Right. Man. And Which they're is, ba- they're basically telling you like don't believe the disinformation that's being put yeah, out. Yeah. Which is eerily reminiscent of our friends. Yes. yes. Right? There's so much of this. Except they didn't leave us any clues to solve. That we know of. That we know. That we're that's, smart enough to figure a, out. Dude, that's immediately what I'm thinking. I know this is going to delve into Egress territory and everybody's going to be like, oh, they're talking about Egress again, blah, blah, blah. But there's so many stones that we'd never, like, we never marked off the map. Oh, the weird Twitter. Yeah, the weird Twitter. Which they talked about in here. Weird Twitter handle. Or the numbers uh, on the recording yeah. that we got from our interviewee at the time. And GPS coordinates. Because I just literally, I went back, found the numbers from the old Discord, and I put it in, like like their number, their website, popped the numbers in, hit.com. I'm like, oh, if this goes somewhere, I'm going to punch myself. But there was no website, so. It does. Like, listening to that makes me, like want to dig through all this even more, which I, it's just consumed so much of my life to this point. Anyway, it's just so, I don't know, man. I don't know. Anyway, back to Cicada. Yeah. Um, like Steve said, there's a lot of similarities. It gets even more down through the rest of this stuff. Uh, and those, that's, that's kind of like a, a dumbed down way of breaking down these puzzles because they get, they are so in depth. I, I looked, I found a website that broke down the entirety of the first puzzle and it is insane. Like everything that you had, all the steps to go through to figure this out it, way beyond me. It was because at the, at the time I was like into that kind of stuff, looking into all that shit. And when Cicada dropped, I'm like, man, I wonder if I can get in on this and help. Not a fucking chance. No, it, so far out of my league. Yeah. Dude's like manipulating file images into words. and. Well, I was reading that like you got to manipulate this direction and then you take this and then go this way. Like you, it's just so much. And they can hide, they hide pictures and audio, like audio files and all this. Well, it's nuts, man. Way out of my league there. So... After this puzzle, uh, I found this article on a guy named Joel Erickson. And his story is kind of rather unique because Joel made it extremely far all by himself. No help from anyone. The only downside to this entire situation is that Joel was actually late to the party. He didn't see this stuff start popping up till uh, until later on. So when he got to that, I think it's when he got to that doorway that had the numbered entry, you know, cause like I said, w- after so many people got through this yeah. website, yeah. the door closed. So w- he got brick walled there. Couldn't go any farther. You know, it basically was just like, well, sorry about you. You know, you, we don't care. However, what he has to say about the group really perked my ears because Joel in this article would go on and talk about all of the things that he did and where it led him and let him almost everything that I, I, I stated previously, you know, the dark web, these 
runes because there was a whole different set of runes too, not like Viking style, but more almost like Aztec style, all types of stuff. He goes through all that, but he says at first, when he first found it, he thought it was more or less an ARG. And being that he is into all this stuff and he's obviously extremely talented, um, he's like, hey, this would be something fun to kill time. Like, I like brain teasers. Yeah. I'm going to go ahead and do this. So that goes to show how smart he is, in my opinion, that this is like a fun time killer for him. Uh, However, as he got farther on into all these puzzles, he's like, my opinion on this changed. It started to change. He says, and I quote, getting a phone number to call after solving one of the pieces of the puzzle was the first hint that this might not just be the work of a random internet troll. This was definitely an unexpected turn. Then the plot thickens when receiving a number of GPS coordinates. I also can't help but notice (laughs) that the locations in question are USA, Poland, France, South Korea, and Australia. All are places with some of the most talented hackers and IT security researchers in the world. Joel makes a rather decent point as well. He points out how sometimes intelligent agencies will sometimes use these types of things to recruit people. However, they will generally announce it, much like the GCHO challenge. Can you crack it? According to him, it actually required deeper technical skills than what it took to crack the cicada challenges. However, it was on a far smaller scale. It wasn't as elaborate as what 3301 had put forth. Then you have the people that are doing this challenge, and most of them wouldn't want any part of working for any agency. They, they're just not what they're, these people are wanting to do. And this is where it gets kind of interesting. In Joel's words, he says, it's most likely an underground organization not related to any government or intelligence agency. Based on references in their challenge... And the Agrippa poem by William Gibson, the Marriage of Heaven and Hell by William Black, the Book of Law by Aleister Crowley, the constant references to prime numbers. Joel says that they are likely intellectual, anti-established, ideological-driven, and value-logical slash analytical thinking. Um. I found another article on grunge.com that states after the first round, the winners were selected to help create a dead man switch. Now this was for, apparently they wanted to make this dead man switch for whistleblowers. And that way people could safely, or they could leak the information that they had in the case of an event, say, you get injured, you're threatened, you're killed, you went missing, you get arrested, the whole nine. They were wanting to... Because it it seems like that's what this Cicada 3301, it has this general vibe of like freedom of information and being honest and this, this, that, and the other. But 
after that first round of initial picks, the very first puzzle, and I, I had said previously in the episode that they went dark, right? They they disappeared. Some people think it's because that is around the time when Snowden broke his silence and came out saying how much the NSA was looking into people and that that might have worried this group that, oh, shit. Interesting. The NSA is out there actually actively looking into people's lives. And if this group has the presence they have online, you can almost assume somebody out there is going to be paying attention. They threw up some flags. Is there... My brain's just kind of tracking off here. Is there proof? Do people have proof? Say puzzle one was cicada. Do they have proof that puzzle two was also cicada or not some like secondary mimic group say full full of actual alphabet boys right well i mean i guess i'm assuming so because like i said in the last puzzle cicada says use the pgp to verify the information yeah right but who's to say the alphabet boys can't mimic that yeah true and i mean what was the pgp for again that it's kind of like uh, um a signature essentially was the pgp from the first puzzle yes it's in every Every image every single image every single Uh, piece of information that these guys put out they sign it with the pgp interesting the whole yeah interesting so that makes sense that makes sense. right um it gets it gets way weirder though like i this is going to take once I get to a certain point here, this is going to take such a hard left turn that people are going to go, what? <laughs> because I was, I was utterly dumbfounded and I probably, not, I probably shouldn't have been on this website. <laughs> Great. As, it, if, it was as uns- if we weren't on enough lists. Yeah, it was a secure <laughs> website, but anyways. Kyle has a virus. Um, also, would not, I would not doubt that. His computer is also broken. <laughs> One thing that gets pointed out though, was that the puzzles that came from the book Libra Primus were different. These seemed to have more of this occultish style to them. Uh, Like the phrase, it's through pilgrimage that we shape ourselves and our realities. Journey deep within and you will arrive outside. Like the instar, it is only through going within that we may emerge. I didn't know what the hell instar meant so i looked it up instar is the developmental stage of anthropods it sheds its exoskeleton in order to grow or assume a new form oh so it plays with cicada right it plays with that whole thing but it also does have this very occultish vibe to it what um okay yeah here's where here's where the left turn comes one of the left turns. There's, there's a couple. Let me let me dig around here. A little so bit. from here, I stumble onto a website, and it is rather interesting. In regards to the previous information, this very occulty vibe, et cetera, et cetera. Um, they do come out and say that they are not actually thirty three oh one. However, what I want to point out. Well, hear me out. Just wait a second. So 
this website that I'm on is not 3301. Oh, I got you. I got you. I got you. Okay. Okay. My bad. But here's where life comes into play. A lot comes into play. Because of Cicada 3301 and the movement they created, because everything like this, um, just like the group Anonymous, it creates these communities. It creates these threads, these ripples, right, that, that go out. And some people take it very, very serious. So what I read on here is called cicada, cicadanism. <laughs> and it is someone who has chosen to give up the superficial and unfulfilling world around them to follow the path of the cicada and emerge into enlightenment. Cicadanism is a techno mystical order. Our philosophy is neither a religion nor a science, but a blend of spirituality, technology, science, and mysticism. We refer to it as techno-mysticism. And they, they go on to say, we did not author this philosophy. It was handed to us by 3301. We do, however, provide some interpretation of the Libra Primus and other writings by 3301. We try to be very clear about interpretation versus the original material. Of course, the original unaltered source material is freely available. And this group, this is their vision of enlightenment, okay? A state in which we are wholly optimized and present as a portion of the global consciousness. To be in this state, we must exercise our minds, our will, our bodies, and our intelligence. This doesn't mean to give ourselves over to something else. Instead, it is to become one with our true nature as part of the global brain. Some teachings that they pulled from the Libra Primus is as follows. Command your own self. Do four unreasonable things each day. Program your mind. Program reality. Question all things. Discover truth inside yourself. Follow your truth. Impose nothing on others. Sounds very... And that is from Cicada3301.org. Sounds, sounds very Crowley-ish. And culty. And, well, yeah. I'm... But yeah, that, that's kind of like my vibe from it too, was that it was definitely, it definitely has this, this Crowley influence to it. Uh fucking bizarre like i'm not gonna sugarcoat it at all it's fucking bizarre I keep looking like there were two pieces of music one titled the in-star emergence and the other interconnectedness accompanying the cicada clues however none of them were a part of a standard repertoire and neither of the composers or the performers of the pieces of music have ever been identified so they were custom pieces then right the uh, yeah that were never published. They were never, there's like no way to yeah. track them down. <laughs> it's weird, man. Like the mystery is thick, right? Um, it is weird. And you can't, you can't help but make connections. Oh yeah, absolutely. Egress. Absolutely. There's a, there's a ton of parallels. It's just like, Either we didn't have any clues, there wasn't any clues to be had, 
or we just completely miss them. Well, we did get told we get, we missed them. Yeah, the fact. I don't know, man. Oh, well, it's it gets weirder. <laughs> right, I got a couple more, couple more left turns here. So, I found another story written by this Michael Grothis, and I'm unclear, but I'm pretty sure he actually wrote the same story or the story previously about that Joel Erickson I was telling you about. Anyways, after releasing the story on Joel Erickson, he starts to receive a shitload of emails from people claiming all sorts of things, that they were winners. Uh, Some were claiming that they have hidden knowledge to be shared. Michael is like, He's like, all right, well, obviously, some of these emails are most likely fake. However, some catches attention for one reason or the other, whether it's, like, overly crazy or way too realistic. Uh, One of them that he got, he says that the person claims that they worked for a component of the intelligence community of a Five Eyes country. I didn't know what a Five Eyes country was either, so I I looked that up. It is an intelligent sharing arrangement between five countries, the United States, United Kingdom, Canada, Australia, and New Zealand. It was developed during the Cold War to monitor the Soviet Union. Is it is it five I like the letter I or five yes, I like five E-Y-E? I? I believe it's I. Oh, I was like that because if it's five eyes like E Y E S, I'm like, oh, that's fucking... oh, that's what that's what got my attention. Yeah, like that's fucking creepy. Yeah, um, in my brain, it's gonna be five eyes, right? And apparently, this this organ this group this alliance has actually been the most successful intelligent alliance on the planet. Um. But anyways, going further here, it goes on to state how it believes that Cicada may be the same group that was behind the two seven or 2007 Baltic cyber attacks. However, Cicada has come out several times and, and claims no affiliation hmm. to any of these groups, which is reminiscent. Um, Interesting. Interesting. He also gets really awesome emails, which I would fucking love. Um, emails that claim Cicada is just just a group of aliens, possibly a group of terrorists, and the best one. Wrap, ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> wrap your fucking brains around this. I one. don't even know what he's gonna say, but I'm already laughing. <laughs> that Cicada thirty three oh one is Hollow Sky. Close. Damn it. Barack Obama. <laughs> Figure that one out. Solved. Figure it out. Fucking solved. Um, however, one email catches Michael's full attention. This person claims to have more skills than Joel and made it past the point where Joel ended. So Michael starts to dig into this person, learns about him, talks with him, uh, and he's like, listen, through the information this person gave me, I verified that he's a real person. I verified where he lives. I verified with the, sc- the college that he's attending that he's actually there. So I 100% know that this person is real, and they're telling me the truth in regards to this. 
I also know and believe that he most likely does have the skills required to get past the cicada puzzles. But he's like, the one thing that I can't verify is that this person has actually been invited into the inner circles of Cicada because that's what this person mm. claims. This person claimed Joel didn't make the cut because he misread something. Joel thought that Cicada was looking for an individual to pass this alone. However, apparently the wording was individuals which would suggest that it's okay to work within a trusted group because that's exactly what this kid did. And when he did it, he was 16 years old. He had a group of him and his buddies working together and they were actually able to figure out this puzzle. Once he got past all of this, he, he was apparently selected and he got into the group and he's like, once I was into the group, I realized that some of the people from the group that I was working with were actually in, so he doesn't know if they were already in or if they also made it in. Apparently, they had a pretty decent-sized network of people inside because it was basically like a, me a message board on the dark web because after a certain point, everything that they did Cicada was on the dark web. That way, their security was relatively yeah. safe. What the kid was reporting, I mean, it came from almost exactly an, an email that is floating around out there. Um, and I believe this is the email here. It says, you have all wondered who we are. And so we shall now tell you we are an international group. We have no name. We have no symbol. We have no membership rosters. We do not have a public website. We do not advise or advertise ourselves. We are a group of individuals who have proven ourselves much like you have by completing this recruitment contest. And we are drawn together by common beliefs. A careful reading of the text used in the contents or contest would have revealed some of these beliefs that tyranny and oppression of any kind must end, that censorship is wrong, and that privacy is an inalienable right. You are undoubtedly wondering what it is that we do. We are much like a quote-unquote think tank in that our primary focus is on researching and developing techniques to aid the ideas we advocate liberty, privacy, security. You have undoubtedly heard of a few of our past projects, and if you chose to accept membership, we are happy to have you on board to help with future projects. But apparently, this kid started to pay attention to the chat room, and he starts kind of digging around, and he doesn't get the opportunity to elaborate much because apparently, later on, he, or, yeah, he runs it by the leader's within the cicada group, the, the quote-unquote leaders. And he's like, hey, uh, can, I do, can I do an article on this? I, I want to do an article about 
how I solve the cicada puzzles and this, that, and the other. And they're like, yeah, it's fine. However, you need to leave these details out. You know, we can't risk our security, et cetera. So the kid agrees. He's like, cool, that's great. But he's he says in in this this article, he's like, man, the, the cicada has this facade of benevolence. However, he said they wanted it to make it seem like they were this network of people that infiltrated various private and public organizations, but they would never name any names. The only name that they would name is whenever the kid came forward and was like, hey, I want to do an article on this. They're like, oh, well, we have somebody over at Wired, Wired or whatever the article place yeah. is yeah. that can help you with this. We have people there. And he's like, well, I already did it. I already, you know, this, that, and the other. And they're like, okay, that's fine. Um, and it's it's bizarre because he doesn't think that they're they're this huge evil entity or a front for a government agency. He's like, the time that I spent in the in the chat boards, it was too informal. Like there were misspelled words here and there and like it, it just wasn't professional enough to be like a government agency or or something of that nature. Isn't it funny how once you're in deep you look for that kind of shit? Yeah. Like you look for things that are different. Right. And uh that that throws up red flags really quick. <clears throat> he does state though, which is really weird. And this is about as far as he got into elaborating about the group. He's like the time that I was on the inside it was just weird and creepy. <laughs> that sounds part of the course, right? <laughs> it's very, it's very weird. It make like it again. It almost is like it almost is like it's split in down two different paths after the initial, yeah, the initial drop. Well, and like he was like, he's like, I ended up quitting the group because he's like, to be a hundred percent honest with you, I worked on some of the projects, sure. But I just got fucking bored. He's like, I was 16. Um, I already have a full-time job. I'm, I'm trying to go to college now. And he's like, it just didn't keep my attention. He's like, the puzzles were cool. It was fun. But I got bored. Yeah, like, where does it go after that? Right. And I think, I think, I think that's typical of a 16-year-old. Like, you have these, most likely probably in their mid-20s, these ideological people... That have these big ideas and they want to yeah. they want to change the world. Yeah, and so they're they're hyper focused and hyper dedicated because their movement means something to them. But you get this sixteen year old in there that he's not you. He ain't thinking about freeing the planet of shit. No, and he, honestly, he was probably looked down on by everybody else. Probably, you, know, you have a bunch of twenty five year old twenty to thirty year olds and they're thinking that they're the smartest people on the planet. Right. Duping everybody and your puzzle got solved by a sixteen year old who just made himself back in here. You're gonna be like this this kid. You know, like right. this fucking kid. Right. But what's what's weird <clears throat> is by the end of all this, this kid, he's like, dude, I have no idea who these people are or what their end goal is. Yeah, I have no familiar. fucking clue. That sounds fucking familiar. All right. Here's another left turn. The final left turn of the story. You sound bummed. I am bummed. Well, just leave it at that. Don't don't left turn it. No, I have to put this out there. <laughs> no, it's fine. I think 
I'll tell you what I think afterwards. Copy so that. I found another article. Um, it caught my attention because don't be something lame. Uh, oh, it's really lame. March thirty first, twenty twenty two. Extremely relevant. It's gonna be some nerd shit. I know it. Supposedly, Cicada thirty three hundred one announces themselves to the world again as the Dudley Boys. Close, close. Cicada thirty three hundred one LLC. No way. They posted cryptic posters in Italy, Hungary, Brussels, New York, and a few other locations. Apparently, they emerged to release a unique crypto token. That's... It seems they have a new humanitarian take on life. I don't buy it. With this token, they will raise funds for women and children who are displaced by regional conflict. Apparently, they even have a Discord channel now. They've created new puzzles for people that reward people with their new coins for winning and, and whatever else. It seems like a very unsatisfactory end to the most quote-unquote cryptid group of the internet. Weird. I just Google searched Cicada 3301 LLC, and now Google wants to use my current location. Cool. Let it. Oops. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, But anybody, realistically... If they don't have Cicada 3301 copyrighted, anybody Correct. could set up a LCC in the name. Correct. Also... And all you have to do is have a couple connections across the country and be like, hey, print this weird flyer off, and everybody that's affiliated with Cicada is going to just jump correct. on it and eat it up. Also, another possibility. Cicada originally popped off in, what I say, 2012? Yeah. That's when it dropped. So, 2012... To 2022. That's 10 fucking years, right? We all know a lot can change in 10 years. There's another one, Cicada 3301 Metaverse LLC. Right. I'm 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 fairly certain that most of this is probably just a bullshit ass spoof. The the tokens and all that bullshit. Just somebody riding off the name. Or Ooh. or it could have been what a cool token it make. It's got a moth on it. Ugh. It could have been that. Members of Cicada thirty three hundred one disbanded. Ah, they went different directions. Rogue team. Because I bring this up because of the group Anonymous. Anonymous was rather similar to certain degrees, right? And I'll be hundred percent honest with you. When whenever Anonymous started dropping their shit, I was kind of excited. Like yeah. I really, really liked the idea of non-warrior type people, right? Like you're, and we all know exactly what I mean when I say that, but you have these people, they're not good at like fist fighting and, and all this shit, but they're good at what they do. They're extremely good. They are, you know what? The best way to put this anonymous had the appearance of Robin hood. Oh yeah. Right. They were there to help the people that couldn't help themselves. And they did their best in doing that. And I I fucking applaud that. I was so motivated by it whenever all that was happening. I was so excited. I'm like, that is so cool that all these people are coming together to be Robin Hood, to to help the people that don't know how to help themselves or can't help themselves. And 
they're they're tired of taking it. They're just gonna stand up and say fuck you, and we're gonna take this shit back. Like that was cool, man. But it has this all of it, cicada, anonymous, some of the egress shit. They all have this commonality to them that you can't exactly can't exactly put your finger on, but you feel like sides of the same coin. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like oh, it's yeah. all, yeah. They are. They and are, I don't know how to put it together, but I, I just feel like they are they relatively are close similar. to each other. It's the whole thing is strange, and I don't know, man. You keep you keep thinking about the way that Egress played out, and if you think about our podcaster that shall not be named and his interview, when when we were sp- speaking off the record, I'll be vague here. And he had, he had talked about the group he was in. Yeah, talking about egress, and so many people are like, "Don't touch it! Don't touch it! Don't touch it!" Yeah. And one particular person came out and was just being hella weird and sus about it. Kind of reminds me of the same thing. Right. And it's, it's a weird fucking story, <laughs> did, man. Did you see the shit about QAnon? No. It's. <laughs> It's interesting because any of this other shit that people like came out and is like, hey, Cicada, you're part of this. They're like, no, we're not. No, we're not. But when it comes to this, they didn't they didn't say anything. But during the first few months of Q's existence, there were rumors that Cicada 3301 was behind Q, the anonymous figure that originated the conspiracy theories and everything that came with it. The rumor was that Cicada had created QAnon the phenomenon as a form of live action role playing game so they could watch the chaos that ensued as they put all this out there. That's crazy. That is fucking terrible. Well, that's not exactly benevolence either. No. And an early QAnon promoter, media producer Lisa Clapier, or however you say her name, urged 3301 puzzlers to take part in decoding Q's posts and follow the White Rabbit to QAnon's posts. Despite this, 3301 themselves have not publicly stated to be involved or uninvolved with Q in any way. That's what I mean. This could be factions of the original yeah. Cicada breaking off and doing their own thing. How fucking... Like that, you're, you are 100% right. That is malevolent to the max. That oh, you yeah. You create this and you start spreading misinformation to the point to where, like... People made that their lives. Oh yeah, they they would die. Oh yeah, for the shit that they were saying. Oh yeah, like that's fucked. Yeah, yeah, people believed it, and that's what I mean. Even with the cicadianism. Yeah, that's like people take this shit serious, man. Yeah, come on, people. Come it's on. <laughs> dude, it's crazy. It's crazy. I I like, and it, there was so much mystery behind cicada. Talks about it being a cult. First off, Cicada. I don't know about all that. Back up. Back up. Let but, us... Well, I mean, now, I mean, now I definitely could see it <laughs> in some avenues. But like I said, I think, and, and it doesn't mean that Cicada is still not around. That original group could still be around, but people fracture off. I'm just curious as to what the end game was. Like, why, why do oh, all man. this? Why go through all this to get people to, to move forward and then just for, for what? Like. Like I, I still I follow the the original narrative. Uh, you're looking for the best, well-rounded people on computers. Yeah, and that I mean those those puzzles were fucking deep. But yeah, it does. It definitely has shades of egress in there. But it's like I don't know. Either we either we were so 
blindsided that we missed all every single one of the clues. It's possible. Or there were never any clues. They just they just needed maybe there was a specific Frank the Tank in the background. Hell yeah. Was, there's a specific uh like set of experiences that they wanted to move you further. But now it's got me like, well, we were sitting here, I'm digging through all the past. <laughs> it's every time, every time. But anyway, that was awesome. I'd never, outside of just looking at the puzzles and shit, I never dug into it that way, but I was Googling while you were reading and it's, it's I love it. It's wild, dude. I love it. It's wild. It's fun. But that being said, Happy Monday, everybody. Hope this brings a little uh, pleasantry to the beginning of your week. Be sure to hang out with us this coming Wednesday on the Night Shift, 8 p.m. Central. Check it out on YouTube and Facebook for right now. And um, until we meet again, check us out on all our socials, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, Twitter, Discord, Reddit, TikTok. You know the drill. All right, Cult. Stay safe. Stay weird. And if Cicada 3301 tries to recruit you to their cult, uh, tell them to get bent.